The Real Estate Sessions is sponsored by AdWorks. AdWorks makes digital advertising brilliantly simple. Choose your zip code and build your brand. Enter an address and promote your listings. Or upload your list and stay top of mind with your sphere of influence. And if you go to adworks.com slash billrisser, you'll do more than just build brand awareness or nurture your network. Right now, you get to save 15% off your purchase, and I get to send 10% to the Colon Cancer Alliance, an organization that means a great deal to me. That's www.adworks.com slash billrisser. If, if you are uncomfortable with how you look or sound, how's that potentially impacting your performance with your clients? I mean, we're, uh, and, and that's what helped me get over the hump, is if I can sit in a car side by side with somebody and have a conversation about the most important purchase of their life, they are probably noticing my imperfections in that 18-inch distance between us. So why can I not uh, sit down, relax, and shoot some videos on camera? Welcome to the Real Estate Sessions, and join industry leaders as they share their stories and offer tips and advice to real estate professionals. Now your host... Bill Rissa of Chicago Title, Arizona. Hello and welcome to episode 55 of the Real Estate Sessions. Thank you for finding us and listening and, and thank you for telling a friend about the show. It's how we continue to grow and, and I appreciate it. Today, our guest is Ann Jones of Windermere Real Estate in Tacoma, Washington. I first met Ann and her husband, David, at an Inman conference, it must have been five or six years ago, and, and I am fortunate enough to reconnect with her at each Inman event I attend. Anne is doing some great things with digital marketing up in the Pacific Northwest, especially video. So we're going to talk about that. She is also a fantastic walking guide through the streets of San Francisco. Anne, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Bill. Thanks for having me on. I'm so, still recovering from our walks last week. <laughs> right. They were uh, early in the morning after being out late at night. And that's just the way it goes. But uh, it's why we do it. I've been sleeping in since I got back to Tacoma, just ah, for the record. Excellent. Good. Good. So let's let's get into this. First, I want to find out more about you and where you where you come from and how you got into business. And I know you 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 work and live and you grew up in the Tacoma area, correct? I am originally from Gig Harbor, Washington, which is just across uh, two two bridges uh, from Tacoma. So yeah. I'm local, yes. So obviously you love where you live. Tell 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 us why we should live there. So it's, uh, it's kind of fun going to San Francisco, and uh, the week before that, we were actually vacationing in, in Bend, Oregon, and uh, visiting my buddy Greg Fisher while we were down there. Um, the, the interesting thing, last night I was out for a run, and as I was thinking to myself, I can do this. We just busted those hills in San Francisco, no problem. Um, but we have incredibly beautiful natural scenery here. So I was running along the edge of uh, the golf course, the controversial golf course that hosted the U.S. Open, Chambers Bay, okay. and uh, looking looking out at the water, looking at the mountains, uh, we are in just such a beautiful spot of natural scenery. And then we're still close to, you know, we're close to Seattle, we're 45 minutes, depending on the traffic, to Seattle, um, and not too much further to the mountains. And so I think people who appreciate both sort of the um, tech scene of a major metropolitan city and then the outdoor recreation. You know, we've got a, a similar makeup to places like Denver. Um, that's what I was thinking of when we were in, in Bend, you know, the population, Portland. We've got a lot in common, except we're a lot more affordable. 
and uh, we still have a little bit of a, a small town vibe. It's easy to get your foot in the door here, and I think that's what attracts a lot of people. Now, you grew up in the business, correct? Your parents are in the home building business. They, they, are they kind of building custom homes kind of a thing? Uh, yeah, my dad's a career home builder, so was uh, originally a teacher very briefly and then uh, got into home building in the summers, and they ran their own business, continued to run their own business for many, many years. So I grew up in a family of entrepreneurs, I guess you could say. Right. So you uh, were you the rebellious type growing up, thinking like, oh, there's no way I'm going to do that real estate thing like my parents. I want to do something else. Or was real estate in your DNA? Um, so my one of my early jobs was in a real estate office, uh, a Realty One office in Gig Harbor. So if you, um, Gig Harbor's been consistently recognized as one of these great small coastal towns, like Coastal Living and those magazines do features on Gig Harbor. It's a, it's a really beautiful place to live. But we were, um, I was not exposed to the sort of high-end waterfront element until I became a realtor. We were very middle class. Um, my dad's always built mostly affordable homes, uh, did some custom building. We share a temperament, and I don't know that, that that's the best for a, a custom home builder. He's got an independent streak just like I do. And so um, I have. I've, I've been around it always, but didn't think I would get into it. And when I was 16, I worked in a real estate office, uh, punched the MLS book, actually you know, added the sheets to the MLS book and got some exposure to the industry at that point. And then I thought, no, nah, I'm going off to college. I'm going to do my own thing and just got sucked back in. Well, that's good for all the people you've helped since you've been back. So tell me, uh, just a quick question. What's a logger? You know what? It is a beloved mascot of uh, the University of Puget Sound, which has recently undergone a significant rebranding campaign because not only are people confused by what a logger is, but also when you refer to your college, your very expensive private liberal arts college as UPS, apparently around the country that is often confused with the brown uniform. So they're, they're working on that, but uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful, beautiful college um, located right here in North Tacoma. And so I have not wandered very far from home, admittedly. Okay. That's nothing wrong with that, um, especially when it's as beautiful a place as, uh, as Washington. So let's Let's to get into your career then. So did you, uh, where did you start? Where did you first hang your license when you got into the real estate biz? So I, um, I graduated from college, went off, got a, got a job in, in the um, field that I had trained for. So I'm a communication major. I worked for a publishing house. And when I came back, I traveled a lot all over the country, uh, kind of did the sales route and came back to the Northwest and actually did a brief stint with a title company. I don't know if you and I have ever talked about this, Bill. I filled in on a customer service, covered somebody's maternity leave, and I thought, this job is hard as hell. They asked me if I wanted to stay on and, and learn escrow, and I thought, no, I'm getting out of here. This is too tough. So I feel like I've always had a, um, an appreciation for the escrow side and how hard those people work and tried to be respectful and a good partner because of that. But So I did a little stint in escrow on my way back, like 90 days or something. Um, and I, and I got my license actually at that time. I did all the, I did all the work to get my license, did all my clock hours, and uh, realized that my parents were already hooked up with a good realtor, who his name's Keith Fuller. He's actually a Windermere agent. And so decided not to go forward with getting my license at that point and went into project management with my parents on the construction side. Okay. And so we built about 100 houses together um, 
through the boom and as things quieted down and it seemed to me like there wouldn't be enough probably to feed all of us and I'd been commuting for a while, I decided it was time to actually get my license and so I went in, took my test, um, signed up with Coldwell Banker Bain. I had a wonderful broker um, and that's a phenomenal company. So did my first five years with Coldwell Banker Bain and really enjoyed my time there. Yeah, that's, uh, I know a lot of people out of there, right? That's where Linda Aaron is and uh, mm -hmm. and Kim and all kinds of people, right? That are uh, really active in the uh, Inman world and really just all over. Well, and, and certainly they get credit for introducing me to Inman, Linda and Deborah Trapin, um, you know, helped get me down to the, the conference uh, the first time. And those are all, all the women you just mentioned are, are friends, people who I consider friends still. Um, that I love very much. So that was a great foundation. I not only had had the experience of, of working with Keith, who uh, listed all of my dad and mom's houses, but then had that time at Coldwell Banker to really lay a, a nice foundation. Nice. Uh, you're now, though, with Windermere. So you made a, you made a move, and I'm sure yep. that's been great, too. Talk about that a little bit. That was, what, three and a half years ago, which I mean, the time has flown. Um, yeah, I was just ready for, for something a little bit different. Uh, I interviewed with the owner of our Windermere office when I first got into the business, and I was transitioning out of a, a family business and wasn't sure that I was ready for the pace of this particular Windermere office at the time. Um, but the owner, Kevin Mullen, and I um, had, a, had an interview at that point, and he, he never gave up. He's a, he's a persistent fellow. So we stayed in touch, and I work for him now, work at his office. And have really enjoyed that. And, and along the way, Marguerite and I became friends. Uh, we actually started having coffee together when we were at different companies and talking about what the challenges were in the business. You know, discovered we had some shared philosophies. And I think, you know, there comes a point. I got in in, in 2008, and the market was really challenging. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, as the market started to recover and the business got a little bit easier, I think then you have time to notice some of the other challenges. When you're busy just trying to survive, you don't, you don't have a lot of time to be circumspect about what's happening in the industry. Right. You're just scrapping out there and, and trying to do deals. And so as the market recovered, my interest in things beyond surviving expanded. And I would say that was part of, part of what led to the switch for me. You do some amazing things with video. Um, you know, if anyone that wants to see that can go to your, your website and we'll give all that stuff out at the end. But just fantastic work. Tell me, what got you rolling with video in your business? So two things. Uh, I guess I'll give credit in, in two places. I, Coldwell Banker was definitely a leader in video, Coldwell Banker Bain, and I, I went to their conference, which has really since been rebranded and expanded, their kind of Gen Blue event, but they were talking video early. I went to Inman, and I saw people there, and I knew that nobody in our market was really doing much with it. Um, and then my husband is a real tech guy, so he's always interested in the latest and greatest um, he just went out and bought a new camera while I was in San Francisco, I noticed, and uh, he's playing, playing around with that. But he, he said, you know, you absolutely should be doing this. Uh, I had zero desire to be in front of the camera, but I definitely knew I needed to embrace what was coming. And so he and I started working together on property videos um, in 2011. And at that time, he was a teacher, and so his schedule was a little more accommodating. And as my business grew and his career grew, I transitioned over to using other videographers. But because he did that for me early on, I learned how to edit. And I, I had a definite perspective on 
what we were doing with the with the shoots, I think I was much more hands-on than most people will be. Yeah, let's talk about the the technical side of a video. I think that the vast majority of realtors would struggle to try and do that on their own. So that definitely was an advantage for you to be able to have your husband who could kind of guide you through that process to get you to the point now where I'm sure today you're able to um, really express to a videographer exactly what you're looking for and not just kind of rely on what they're what they're doing, right? I have such a hard time asking for things I want, Bill, but somehow I manage. No, um, I, uh, the, the thing that happened was Dave was shooting for me and, and then I was sitting over his shoulder saying, do, do this, cut this, you know, make it this way. And finally he hands the laptop to me and he's like, I'm going to teach you how to edit because you're making me crazy. Right. And, uh, and that was good because he ended up going to graduate school and got too busy for me. But it did, it certainly changed my perspective on things. One, because I understand what goes into uh, shooting and editing a video. So I think I have greater appreciation than most people who sort of say, you're going to have that to me this afternoon, right? You know, there's, there's a little more in the process. And so people often ask me, how do you have your, you know, your production schedule? They want to know about how do I set clients up and manage their expectations? And a lot of that just has to do with understanding the technical aspects and knowing you've got to build in some time here. If you want a good product, you, you need to have some buffer so that can be produced. Right. So that's good. So you understand escrow's tough and videography's tough. So <laughs> that's great. That gives you that patience that Gary Vee was talking about from the stage. Awesome. Wouldn't that be amazing if that were actually the case? No, I, I try to be realistic at least. Okay. Good. Now, I had the pleasure of meeting for the first time Marguerite Jaguer at Inman, and, and she's amazing. And yeah. I know that you've done a lot of work with her, you know, with uh, some Tacoma Life videos and things. So talk about um, how the two of you who, you know, are competitors in a marketplace have come together and, and worked together to create this content. So we, we did start having these, these coffee dates and just sort of getting together. And, and congratulations, by the way. I think you're the first person to pronounce her name correctly on the first try. Sweet. Good work. Yes, yes, it takes a lot of practice. Um, but we, yeah, we just, we just started hanging out. And, you know, this is an industry where I think we felt like we didn't have a ton of, of peers um, for a variety of reasons. And so I don't remember who initially suggested that we get together. But somebody said, you should meet this gal and uh, you guys should hang out. And sure enough, we started. So um, our actual, our first video collaboration was almost like a dare. We sort of, we were having a conversation and I'm telling her, you should really get into doing video. And she's saying, I don't have the equipment. I'm not set up to do it. I mean, she's a natural, obviously, for video. She's much more comfortable on camera than I am. But uh, I had been making videos for a little bit longer. And so it was sort of the perfect marriage because I already understood the process and had the, had the platform set up to deliver it. And she was ripe to start shooting. So we said, hey, let's, let's just take our little coffee shop BS and uh, move it to a video format. Let's get in front of a camera. And if you watch our first uh, five videos, they're very raw. Our sound is not good. You know, we just sat down and shot on five topics and we joke now, it's like being the president of the United States. We joke about how young and carefree we are in those, those first five videos that we've become very different people over the course of uh, the last few years. But Jay, I think Thompson and Greg Fisher and a few other friends took notice when we published those. And I think this is one of the coolest things about 
networking and going to events like Inman. So we shot those videos. I was uploading them to my YouTube channel, which of course had the auto tweet feature on. So I was getting them onto their playlist and getting them organized on my YouTube channel. And Greg Fisher noticed because of course I was like spamming his Twitter feed with uh, all these video uploads. Mm -hmm. and, and their support and encouragement, I remember Jay saying, oh my god, I watched the whole eight minutes. You know, you, you, you'll never think you'll watch eight minutes of these guys talking, and I watched the whole thing. Uh, that was awesome. You know, that was this nice pat on the back from some people that we respected saying, all right, keep going with that. So that's, that was the beginnings. It was very rough. Yeah, we, I have that conversation a lot with realtors that want to get involved with video that you, first of all, you got to get over the, the fact that no, nobody likes what they look like or sound like. That's really important to just get rid of that thought quick, as quick as you can. And the only way you can do that is by shooting video. You can't, you can't, yep. you can't will it away. You just got to do it, right? <laughs> yep. And, and interestingly, in this job, I think there's an argument to be made of if, if you are uncomfortable with how you look or sound, How's that potentially impacting your performance with your clients? I mean, we're, uh, and, and that's what helped me get over the hump is if I can sit in a car side by side with somebody and have a conversation about the most important purchase of their life, they are probably noticing my imperfections in that 18 inch distance between us. So why can I not uh, sit down, relax and shoot some videos on camera? You know, we're, we're, we're getting, a, we're paying a little more attention to more flattering lighting these days. We've learned a few tricks in the process. Right. Um, but, but ultimately, it's about getting comfortable with yourself. We've had a lot of people come to us and ask us about our relationship and sort of show envy in terms of, I wish I had a work spouse. You know, we refer to each other as, as work spouses. And I, I think when we talk about what's vital to success in this business, a support system is really vital and somebody that you can sort of air out your, your grievances and then move on and, and not something, um, it was a very, I don't say it was really scary, but I think other people perceive it to be scary the way Marguerite and I commingle our, our businesses. Agents tend to get very protective of their spheres, right? They're taught that that's where everything is at. And the one thing that we've really learned is the more you lean into who you are and, and sort of the unique aspects of your personality, and the more confidence you have that that will connect you with the right clients who will value you for, for who you are and what your skills are, the less fearful you have to be. We, don't, we do not believe that somebody else can steal your client from you. You know, these are, these are people. They make choices. Um, they either want to work with you or they don't. You don't get to trap them. Or uh, I think that whole lead conversation about capturing leads is sort of distasteful in our book. Um, ideally, you connect with folks who want you to help them. And in a perfect world, that, that leads to a more lasting relationship and they share more business with you and, and send other great people your way. But I think we both were surprised by how many people were surprised by us who said, how, how do you do that, right? You're obviously business partners. You know, no, our, our finances are not commingled, but we have benefited both personally, I think in terms of our uh, relationship and the way we've been able to support each other. We are competitive. That's our dirty little secret is that um, Marguerite's mostly a, a buyer's agent and I'm mostly a listing agent, but hell yeah, we're competitive. Like, uh, you know, when we're talking about numbers or referrals or we fire each other up, we're trying something new and interesting. Um, that's, that's great. You need somebody to push you. 
And so if you can find that, if you can find someone to collaborate with, the, the end result for us has been really, really great. I just, I, I can't overstate that part enough, how lonely. So one of the things that strikes me, I was trying to do a count on how many years I'd been going. I think this was my sixth San Francisco. I'm gonna have to go back and look at my expenses to, to know for sure. But um, part of the reason I go is, is for actual technical takeaways. Part of the reason I go, which I always have to explain to uh, my family, is I'm going to see my friends and I'm going to reconnect with people who inspire me and support me. And you know that's hard because that doesn't come in your first or second year. Mm -hmm. you, you have to go and network and uh, sort of organically connect with people who, who do it for you. And so now I'm at that point where it's a, it's a reunion with friends. Uh, but there is always one or two takeaways that you come back and you really noodle on, you know, and you really think about like, how am I going to um, embrace this and do some things that will improve my business. So for me this year, a couple of the things that struck me, one was that we're still talking about things like video, almost as though they're, they're in their infancy, that uh, I think now, well, I've, um, I've been chatting myself. I've done several talks on video at Inman over the last couple of years. So, and, and each time you do it, somebody raises their hand and it's an epiphany for them. Uh, and so this event was really cool because I did have a number of people come back and, and reach out after the event and say, you know what, I am going to start shooting video. And these are realtors who I respect, who I think have great successful businesses, but who are finally convinced and turned on. So that's, that's really cool um, to feel like you're helping somebody get over the hump on something that's truly going to have a, an impact on their business. For me, I'm trying to think of uh, single biggest takeaways. A lot of it was that we still have not fixed the customer experience aspect. Uh, I think about um, Brian Barrero's uh, talk down in one of the learning labs. You and I were sitting side by side, in fact, on that one. Right. And that we have, we have complicated we have increased transparency when it comes to a real estate transaction. So consumers have more access to data than ever before, but we have not made it easier for them. And that that is still a challenge that we need to, um, we need to attack and think about if we want that positive feeling at the end of the deal, we, we've, got to, we've got to streamline that. Because the statistic that gets cited over and over again is the one about you know, at the end of the transaction, they love you, but then they never call you again. And I feel like we are citing uh, realtors as the, the cause of that all the time. But I think part of it is that the transaction, they're exhausted by the time the deal closes. I mean, by the time, and in this market, it's a very hard time to be a buyer, at least in, in Tacoma. Um, agents have fatigue, buyers have fatigue, and even sellers, uh, because a lot of people are are jumping in, we're doing multiple offers, we've got cold feet, we're selling houses multiple times, things like that. It's a fatigue uh, sort of inducing marketplace right now. So what are we doing to make it all feel better for the, the consumer? That's interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at how we, we fix that. And then I would say the other thing that's, that's been really rewarding is knowing that we've used these videos that we make to successfully build a pipeline of ready, willing, and able clients who we really, really like and enjoy. And so I think that obviously helps ease the pain a little bit too, is when you hook up with people and you're compatible and they already trust you because they feel like they've 
they've met you and they've gotten to know you online, and at the point when you connect in person, it's a, I was trying to look of a more, think of a more appropriate word, but it's sort of a consummation of your relationship. The first time you shake hands and you look each other in the eye, they're just making sure that that in-person persona matches with the, the individual that they thought they knew online. Right. And if that's in alignment, it's, it's magic. And you just jump right into doing the deal because you've already built all of that trust before you ever even got in the same room together. That's really cool. I mean, it, it's the relationship building aspect of the business. It's what all of this, all of this social media, that word we hate to use nowadays, um, it's what it does. It allows you to build those things before you actually meet somebody. And I think that's, that's awesome. You're, you're very active on social media. I'll, I use the word again. I like what Gary Vee said, right? It's not really social media anymore. It's just the internet. Did Gary say that? I think he yep. did. Yeah, it's just the internet. Yep. Yep. Right? So, so on the internet, what's your favorite network and why? So um, in 2011, I started shooting videos. I also got on Instagram that year, which is hard for me to believe that five years have gone by, but recently I scrolled all the way back to the end to see what my, my first post was and um, sort of appreciate the growth that's happened in that channel for me. I'm having a lot of fun on Instagram. Um, Facebook, for a long time, I held on to as a happy place of friends and family. I tried not to let real estate sort of intrude too much on my, my personal Facebook page just because I love seeing what my college buddies are up to or, you know, family members in other states. I mean, I don't want it all to be calculated interactions online. I think we are such public figures in real estate that sometimes you do need a, a space to go to. But, but the flip side is a lot of the people um, who are real estate contacts like you I'm happy to see what you're up to. That's not just a business relationship. That's uh, those are friends, and so there's there's that blurring of the lines that I don't think you have as much in in other industries. But Instagram has been sort of this refuge for me, and it and it started with just personal use and enjoyment, and grew into this opportunity to showcase my community the way that I wanted to show it off. And Tacoma has sort of this down market reputation, we're the, the stepchild to Seattle, and a lot of that is how other people paint us, a lot of it is sort of just history over the years, but we have a ton to offer here, and the more I did it, the more I realized that the people who live here are very proud of the community, the people who had moved away missed it, and those are really priceless interactions. Um, I think other realtors can relate that sometimes you're in you know, you're in the process of doing this job. It can be a really hard job. There's a lot of things that can can get you down. And all it takes is one or two positive interactions with somebody in your community or a past client, someone who pops up and says, oh my gosh, I miss being downtown. You know, thanks for sharing that view. Uh, I showed, showed you earlier the view of Old City Hall out my window here at the office. We've got all of these historic sort of iconic buildings. And you just, I started showing those off and the people and the conversations that resulted from that were just incredibly rewarding. So that, that network has grown and just really built up organically and as a result has produced a lot of business for me. I like asking this question uh, just because I've gotten so many different answers, but what, what's your biggest pet peeve about the industry? Hmm. I don't like how we teach people that they've got to be 
something in particular, something prescribed. We've, we've kicked around the term real estate robots internally when we talk about uh, sort of negative images about the industry. I think uh, embracing people for their differences and encouraging them that they can be who they are in their day-to-day -day life and still be successful as a realtor, that's, that's something that excites me moving forward. I think that's probably been one of the biggest byproducts of us making the videos together because it, it's scary at first. You, you think, oh, what if somebody doesn't like me? And it's like, well, there's also liberation in that, which is I'm going to be myself and maybe they won't like me. But if they do like me, how amazing would that be? And so um, as we move forward and we are sort of dealing with the generation gap that exists in this business, I'm hopeful that the next generation coming in, of whom we need a lot of, right, to fill our sort of retiring boomer population, mm -hmm. um, will be themselves and will understand that, that that's, that's enough. Now, I expect competency. Uh, you, you still have to be really good at your job. You have to be really skilled. You have to act with high integrity. But you do not have to inhabit a persona that's not your own. I love that answer. Um... I'm gonna, I've had you half an hour, and that's why I asked of you. So I'm going to give you my final question that everybody gets the same question. And it's, uh, okay. what, what piece of advice would you give an agent just getting started in the business? So I started in a, in a down market, like the down market to end all down markets. I, I got in in 2008. I knew what I was getting into. Um, I don't think I understood the depths of the depression of the agents around me, so the people who had ridden the high and then had dropped all the way to the low. Um, you have to bring your own energy to this job. You know, you really have to understand this popular term, but like understand your why and be able to get up every day and embrace it and get after it. You cannot rely on somebody else motivating you to do this job. You know, you've got to have a really strong reason to get out of bed every day because it will it will challenge you. And so whether that's providing for your family or being involved in your community, um, I know people who are driven by, like personally, I love showcasing beautiful houses at all price ranges and seeing the delight that my clients get when they look at their homes, it's like falling in love for the first time. They sort of fall in love with their properties and they're so grateful that you saw that in their house and, and helped show it off. Uh, in today's digital world, I think having your home exposed to everyone you know, you know, everyone at work and everyone in your family, um, there's a big opportunity there to make people feel really good, uh, which was sort of an unexpected benefit for me. But um, helping people, really enjoying helping people, I think is a pretty vital job skill here. But above all else, you've got to be able to motivate yourself. And so if you're not that kind of personality, I think maybe you could go work in someone else's system. You could be, a, you know, be a, trying to find a not, a, a not derogatory term. I was going to say a cog in, in, the, in the system. Right. But if, if you really want to be successful, you've got to be self-motivated in this business. And if somebody wants to reach out and get in touch with you, what's the best way that uh, they can do that? I am Tacoma Jones pretty much everywhere. So on Instagram, Twitter, uh, that's my Facebook business page. You can um, text me. I try not, so I have an informal rule on Facebook that if I haven't met you in person, if we haven't had a conversation where I, I recognize your name or your face, I try not to friend everyone on my Facebook, on my personal page, uh, just because I want those to be authentic relationships. 
and and really uh, enjoy that space. But I would love for you to reach out. I love talking to people about video. I get a lot of questions, so if you want to connect, um, and then certainly you can Google me and text me at my my work number anytime. Thank you so much for taking the time, and I can't tell you how much value you brought to the podcast. This has been a, a, a great episode, and I will make it to Tacoma, and I will expect a tour of some microbreweries, all right? We can, uh, we can do a crawl when you get here. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to The Real Estate Sessions with Bill Risser of Chicago Title, Arizona. Please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and tell your friends about The Real Estate Sessions as new episodes are published weekly.